0: To Lakeland's sermon of the week we hope you enjoy this message for more information about lakeland please visit our website at lakeland.church well i'm excited for what God is going to do, what he is doing, and what he's going to continue to do in the next even uh, few minutes here. I don't know about you, but uh, would anyone agree, these have been some strange times? (laughs) Anyone else? I was, uh, it's funny, I think my kids understand that it's a strange time, but they don't fully get that it's a strange time, or what's happening. Like the other day, my nine-year-old daughter, I coughed in the house, and she looked at me and she goes, don't you cough your rona on me. And I'm like, I... I don't think you understand even what that means. Like, I think she has an idea, but I don't think she has any idea at the same time. I think there's a lot of us, actually, if we're honest, we'd go, hey, I think I have an idea of what uh, is happening around our nation, around the world, and at the same time, I feel like I have absolutely no idea. I have no idea what's coming down later this fall. I feel like I have no idea what's coming down in the winter. What is ahead for this next year? And maybe for you, that feels a little bit like uh, you're in a strange place, or it, it even can feel like... I feel like I'm in an impossible spot, impossible to make plans, impossible to uh, prepare for the future, and uh, this series that we've been in the middle of is called Summer Playlist, and we've been giving you a song that we would love for you to add to your playlist for the summer, and uh, the song that we're going to look at actually today, the band's going to end with it today, it's this song called Rattle, any of you ever heard of it? It hasn't been out long, but I would encourage you to download it, add it to your summer playlist. It's by Elevation Worship. And uh, this song, Rattle, it it talks about really when you feel like you're in an impossible situation, when it feels like everything is not going kind of uh, in your direction, you feel like all hope is lost, and maybe some of you can relate. Maybe you feel like this has been really a bizarre season. Where uh, things have been lost, maybe you lost income, maybe you lost your normal schedule, you lost your vacation, you lost your day camp, you lost uh, your babysitter, you lost whatever uh, was normal. Maybe for you, it's, uh, you're a little frustrated. You're frustrated with social distancing. I was talking to someone over here, I said, it's like we have to learn how to talk to one another again, because we haven't been doing this. And uh, it, you're frustrated maybe wearing a mask, you're frustrated with new systems, new protocols, working from home, whatever it might be. For some of you, this has caused a disruption. It's a disruption that for some actually has uh, bro- uh, broken something. You're, you're maybe going to get a, a surgery and all of a sudden that is broken you're, or that's been delayed or you're making progress medically. And all of a sudden you find yourself and you've fallen backward. And uh, you're wondering, God, where are you in the midst of all this? It seems like some things are falling apart. And maybe it feels a little bit like all hope is lost or things are dying and fall apart. And where is God in the midst of this? And I'm telling you, the song that we're going to talk about today, or Rattle, really speaks into it. In the song, there's actually, it mentions three stories from God's word, and I'm going to burn through these really quick. The first one is actually a really bizarre, strange story about a, a dead guy who's being buried quickly, and he springs to life when he hits the bones of a, of, of a prophet. It says this in the lyrics, just ask the man who's thrown on the bones of Elisha if there's anything he can't do. And he's referring to in second Kings chapter 13, there's this bizarre moment where uh, one of these guys, their friend dies and they're trying to bury him quickly because there are some raiders actually coming through the area. And so they just open up a tomb. They throw the guy, the dead guy on into the tomb of Elisha. And when he hits the bones, he comes to life. And as bizarre as that story is, here's the whole point. Elisha was this prophet who God just worked powerfully through his entire life. And even though he is dead, God is like, hey, there is power that I can display even through the dead guy. And so what seems impossible, what seems like this is a dead situation, all hope is lost... Even God can work powerfully in that area and I don't know if you feel like there's something dead in your life. Maybe you feel like there's a relationship that is dead. Maybe it's with a family member, maybe it's with a spouse, maybe it's with a grown child and you feel like man or a friend and you're like that relationship, it feels like it is dead. And maybe you feel like you've given up on it. Maybe it's the dream is dead or the business feels like it's dead. Maybe it's your relationship between you and God. You feel like, hey, listen, God and I, we're not talking very well right now. I don't think there's, if there's someone who's not forgivable, it would be me. And I feel like this potential for a relationship is dead. And I'm telling you, if you ever felt that way, man, this is speaking right into that moment of your life. Saying God can work powerfully in that area as well. The second account that's mentioned uh, in this verse is is, here's the lyrics. Just ask the stone that was rolled at the tomb in the garden what happens when God says move. And most of us know what it's referring to is the garden tomb where Jesus was buried after uh, he died. And of course, uh, a a stone rolled in front of a tomb exists to do two things. Keep living things out like animals and keep dead things in like rot and smell and everything that is death related. And so when uh, he says, hey, what did, what did the, the, the stone do? It rolled away. The point is simply this. A stone that's supposed to keep dead things in couldn't when it, the power of God is on display. When God is active and when God is working. And I don't know if you face loss Earlier this week. I love it because the the lyrics in the song says, Friday's disappointment is Sunday's empty tomb. I don't know what has happened in your life on Friday, what your earlier disappointment was earlier this week or earlier this year. If it's as silly as you couldn't get Charmin about a month ago and now you can. (laughs) Or I was laid off and I don't know what to do next. I don't know what seemed dead in your life for a while or symbolic of Friday's Kind of cross moment. But nothing's impossible for God. And what was demonstrated on Sunday when the stone was rolled away is that all things are possible. The third account, and this is where I'm going to land for a moment here, is in Ezekiel chapter 37. It's referred to as the Valley of Dry Bones, actually. And this is the primary story that the lyrics from this song are actually taken from. Now, let me set it up a little bit. Ezekiel is actually a prophet of the Lord, a prophet His role was to speak on behalf of God and tell people, hey, here's God's heart for you. Here's what God wants to do in your life. Here's what God is up to. And uh, Ezekiel gets a really bizarre vision that he's going to share to the people of Israel. Now, at this time, you've got to understand what's happened. This is spoken at a time when Israel is in exile, They've been conquered by the Babylonians. Jerusalem actually is completely destroyed, including the temple, which is like their most sacred thing in 586 B.C. The Israelites, they feel abandoned. They feel dead. They feel like all hope is lost. They probably feel like the Packers without Clay Matthews and his long flowing hair. Too soon? Oh, sorry for you Packer fans. Yet there's this prophetic word that's spoken over them saying, hey, life can come here. And this is what it says in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1. It says, the hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. And this is the vision that Ezekiel sees. He led me back and forth among them, and he saw, I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. And he asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord. You alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I'll attach tendon to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I'll put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. and As I was prophesying, there was a noise. This is where the title of the song comes, rattle. A rattling sound. And the bones came together, bone to bone. Verse 11, he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. And I declare the people of Lake Geneva as well. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We're cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord and I open graves and I bring up people to life. Now, this is a prophetic vision. It's an illustration of what would happen to Israel that would ultimately bring them to life. And of course, this fulfillment wouldn't come to complete fulfillment until Jesus arrives on the scene and is the Savior and the Redeemer over Israel that brings them to life. And not only does he bring Israel to life, he makes an extension that goes beyond the Israelites and beyond the Jewish nation that extends all the way to us. And he says, this is for all of mankind that though you were dead, i will restore you i'll make a way for you to have life eternal life as john three sixteen describes it for god so loves the world he loves you he loves lake geneva he loves wherever you're watching from that he sent his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life that's a beautiful picture but now back to the vision of ezekiel i want to just make a couple quick observations Versus this, I love verse 2, it says this, I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. Why in the world, in the vision, does it say bones that were very dry? Why does he bother to put that in there? He bothers to put it in there, is to simply say these are not people who just died, this is stuff that's been dead for a long time. And the point is, there are sometimes things in our lives that we give up on. They appear like they've been dead for so long, there's no hope here. It's that dream that God put in you in you that you feel like I can't see any hope in this thing, and you just kind of given up on it. It's that relationship, that friend who went off the deep end, and you kind of just have written them off, and God never wrote them off. It it's that. Freedom from the addiction that you fall into time after time after time, and eventually you've come to this place where you're like, I just don't seem to win here. I guess I'll always be an addict. I just want to tell you God never gave up on your freedom. He never gave up on you being able to be victorious there and life be able to come there. It's the Bears and feeling like I've given up on them winning the Super Bowl ever. But God has not given up on them. Any Bears fans? Come on. Oh, man. It's it's so... Boo. (laughs) Boo. A handful of years ago, I was in my former church in Minnesota, and a couple came to me who had uh, struggled for years trying to get pregnant. For over a decade, they had tried, they had prayed, they had invested money, they had done everything that they could possibly do, and they... Eventually came to the point where they said, this is obviously not in the cards for us. And so they gave up. Not, not, Just, you know, you just kind of come to the end and say, I guess that's not for us. And this is probably about three years after they had kind of given up. They came to me after one of uh, the services that I preached, and they said, Josh, I have no idea but why, but for whatever reason, we feel like the Holy Spirit has prompted both of us in the same moment during the service to ask you to pray for us to conceive and have a child but i just want to let you know we haven't prayed about this we haven't even tried for years we gave up on this and that day i prayed for them and nine months later they had a beautiful baby and it's not here's the deal it's not me it's god and they will never mistake it they're gonna say that was entirely god who brought this thing that was dead in our life completely alive we've given up on it and there's some things in your life that you've written off that i'm telling you today you need to declare this thing's going to come to life there's hope for that the second observation i want to make real quick is this he says prophesy to the bones say to them dry bones hear the word of the lord i would encourage you in this way start praying for the things that are dead in your life that the ears of that thing would be open. If it's a broken relationship, start praying that that individual would have a soft heart and ears that would hear God's prompting in their life. Ears that would start to respond. If you've got a child, a grown child, who's walked away from you and the family, maybe you haven't talked forever, to simply start praying, God give them ears that they would hear, that we'd be able to have a relationship and just have a conversation you know, it's, in, it's interesting. My kids have figured out how to get away with things when we're out swimming. When they do something wrong, you want to know what they do? They dive under the water so they can't hear me. <laughs> I'll, I'll yell at them. I'll be like, hey, kids. You know, like I'll call out a kid, Errol. Brayden, Lila, whatever, I'll call their name because they're teasing, they're doing something they shouldn't be doing. As soon as they hear me call their name, they dive under the water so they can't hear, and then they pop up, and they go, and I'm like, I'm yelling at you, and they're like, what, what, what? I had no idea, what? They're doing that thing, and I'm like, are you kidding me? And this is how they can get away with by not hearing, and the deal is I want them so desperately to be able to hear me so they can respond to my voice. And we need to declare that thing that seems closed off, that it would be able to hear what God wants to do in that situation. What are we praying that it would have ears to hear? Simply this, the word of the Lord. What is the word of the Lord? The word of the Lord is, it's, it's how God works. When God created the heavens and the earth, he didn't wave a magic wand. You want to know what he did? He spoke and it came into being. When, when Jesus was in the middle of the storm, he didn't wave a magic wand. Do you want to know what he did? He spoke, peace be still, and the storm went still. It's with his word that God declares, this is my plan, this is my purpose, this is my dream upon this situation, this setting. This is my will in this place. And this is ultimately what we want to declare or have God speak into people's hearts, that they would hear his plans, his purposes, his will. But here's the interesting thing. It's not just God doing it. He says to the prophet Ezekiel, you speak. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Isn't it interesting? Because God could have just done it. But he says, Ezekiel, I want you to say it. And when Ezekiel says it, God starts to do it. And here's the point. The point is that God, all throughout Scripture, he loves to partner with his children who will represent his heart to a community, to our nation, to our friends, and that we would declare over them dry bones, dry dead situation, hear the word of the Lord. It's actually our act of faith to declare, God, would you bring this dead thing to life? And for whatever reason, when we act in faith and act in obedience and he he partners with us that when we say it, he goes, all right, I want to work in that dead place. And so, yes, God could bring things that are dead to life, but he loves using us. That we could look over our cities, that we could look over Lake Geneva, that we could look over our families and we can declare, give our cities ears that it would hear. And hear what? What God's dreams are for this city. What God's plans are for this city. What God's purposes are for this city. What God's dreams, plans, purposes are for my family. What God's dreams, plans, purposes are for me. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Final observation. He says this. Verse 13, then my people will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and I bring you out from it. The whole point is God doesn't want to mistake who is doing the work here. Then the people will know that he is the Lord. I love that it doesn't say that he is God, but he is the Lord. I've said this before. There's a difference between just people being aware that God is real and God being Lord over their lives. See, God wants them to actually say, hey, he is Lord, because Lordship has everything to do with who's ruling and who has rulership. Who rules in your life? Who lords in your life? Who's calling the shots in your life? A couple of weeks ago, my five-year-old son, he went out back behind our house and he caught a frog and he brought this frog inside and uh, he put it in an old fish tank that we had and he put some uh, sticks in there and some rocks in there and he was like, you know, taking care of this frog and some of the older siblings, they weren't trying to like ruin his day, but they're like, hey... Just so that you're aware, if you leave that frog in there, it's going to die. And so Brooks, you could tell he was like processing this whole idea of like, I really want to keep the frog, but I don't want to see the frog die. So kind of reluctantly, tears in his eyes, he actually takes the frog outside after a couple hours, and he releases it so that it can live. And it's interesting because under his rulership, under his control, the thing would die. But when he releases it, it is actually set up to live. And in the same way, have you ever discovered this, that under the rulership of your own calls, your own decisions, your own plans of your life, it seems like things don't go exactly how you would like them always to go. Sometimes it seems like they start to die. But when we give up control and we surrender to him, all of a sudden it's in that move that things come to life. I've heard this so many times, Uh, business guys who are, or gals who were like, hey, I was trying to make the business deal happen. I was trying to make it happen. I was trying to make it happen. I was trying to make it happen. And as soon as I gave up trying to make it happen, guess what happened? The whole thing came together. And you want to know what they all say? It was the Lord. And that's the whole point. He says, then my people will know that I am the Lord. You want to know why some of the things in your, in your life are not going as you would like them to go? Is because you're lording over it. And as soon as you surrender it to him, he's going to actually bring that thing fully to life so that you'll be able to say, that was the Lord. It wasn't me. I had nothing to do with it. Are you alive? That's a good word right there. Some of you need to release control and surrender it to him. And for some of you, that actually begins actually with your life. Because you've been ruling your life in all things, and it's time for you to say, all right, God, I'm going to surrender my life to you so that I could hop into this bizarre thing, this bizarre life that you describe in John 10.10 where you say, I've come that they might have life, they being us. And have it abundantly. And that's through faith in what Jesus did for you at the cross. God loves you so much, he sent his son to lay down his life for you at the cross. That if you put your faith in him, you you make a big shift from ruling your own life to saying, God, would you rule my life and walk me into this destiny that is your plans, your purposes for my life. And that is a life of abundant life. Dead things coming to life. The worship team's going to come on up and they're going to sing this song, Rattle, and this whole park is going to rattle. But as they come on up here, I want to pray. And I want to pray for you and for those of you watching online, because I think there's some of you who there's a dead area in your life that you'd given up on that I really want to declare God hasn't given up on it. And perhaps in this moment, you're going to say, our God, I want to surrender that thing to you that I've been trying to micromanage. I've been trying to control it. And I want to surrender it fully to you. And God, could you bring this dead thing to life? And so we just bow your heads with me wherever you're at, and we'll pray. If you've never trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that is the most important dead thing that needs to come to life, is your spiritual life. And that happens through... A simple prayer of surrender like this Heavenly Father, I admit that I'm a sinner. And I thank you that you sent your Son to lay down his life for me at the cross, to pay for my sins and restore me to a perfect, holy God. And today I put my faith and my trust in you. Would you bring this dead soul of mine to life? And now as we continue praying, I believe that there are many who have given up on a handful of things. Maybe it's you've given up on your health situation. You've given up on a relationship. You've given up on a business deal. You've given up on a dream. I just want to declare over you, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Dead areas come to life, not because of what we do, but because of the power of God in this place the power of God in our lives that we would not mistake that it had anything to do with us but that we at the end of the day we would look back and we would say it was the Lord it was the fact that He was ruling He is reigning He is working dry bones hear the word of the Lord dry bones hear the word of the Lord dry bones hear the word of the Lord dry bones hear the word of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. If you would like to partner with Lakeland in helping people follow Jesus, be changed by Jesus, and commit their lives to the mission of Jesus, you can contribute to this mission by visiting lakeland.church forward slash give.